Hi. Hello, wherever you are listening to this. Let us know where you listen to our podcast. Yeah. Like, actually, do we want to know that? Yeah, I do. Do you? Are you scrubbing the toilet? Are oh, you... that's where you listen to podcasts, While right? I'm cleaning. Yes. Okay. Or do you listen to us while you run, while you're in the car? That is actually a good Good thing to know. Mel's more interested than I am. Yeah, I am. Um, it is Monty and Mel here with you. Stacey, um, who usually pods with us, is overseas at the moment. Oh, and we miss her. God, we miss her. It's just, I mean, I love you, but our dynamic is different, isn't it? Yeah, but I think her. that it's good for us to have her not here as well. I know, because she's really, she's... She's the pillar of strength. Yes, she she's, is. Oh, she, and you yeah. and I have had a tough time personally while yes. she's been away. The day yeah. she left, shit went down in both of our lives. I know. And we were like, but so normally on my way to work, I'll call on the way to the radio station, I'll call Stacey. Have yeah. you notice I've been calling you more? Yes. I'll continue though when hey, she I'm gets happy. back. I'm happy. And then you just drop me like a hot potato. <laughs> as soon as I get in there. Back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your name again? Melinda? <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for listening in. In all honesty, there are so many podcasts out there. So the fact that you listen tickles our bits pink. Um, one thing I want to talk about is we've got Taryn Brumfett mm. is coming on the couch. We haven't done it on the couch in quite a while, actually, just because we've, we've had a fair bit other, of other stuff going on, but it's very still much a part of our website and we will get stuck into more of them. But Taryn is incredible. So you might, it was a couple of years ago, she did a documentary called Embrace. Yes. And she started the body positive movement. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of the lady behind that. Anyway, so she, her story essentially is that she, um, growing up, you know, didn't love her body, but it didn't really control her. When she fell pregnant, she loved her pregnant body. And it was in the shower after her first baby, she looked down and felt disgusting. Yeah. Literally hours after giving birth. Yeah. And, you know, she would self-talk and go, don't be silly. You've just given birth and kind of got on with it. And then she had another two kids over the next two years. And then... Um, she thought, okay, I want to have surgery. I need mm-hmm. to fix my body. I just hate it. Yep. Um, hated her boobs, hated her tummy, just hated it. Went to the sur- surgeon, you know, had the appointments, had it all ready to go. And then one day was watching her daughter play and thought, I can't do this for her. How am I going to teach her to love her body if I've completely altered mine? And so she didn't go through the operation, but she Mm. said that's when she hit rock bottom because she was still in this hating her body stage, but it was like felt stuck, you know, Mm. I can't do surgery because I don't want my daughter to see that, but I'm stuck hating my body. So Mm. she decided that she was going to become, she wanted the perfect body. So yeah. she put herself into a bodybuilding competition to get fit. And wow. this, anyway, 15 weeks of hardcore. I was going to say that is commitment. Yeah, from her and her family, eating, training, just obsessive. She got up on stage and she said, and this is all, all in the Embrace documentary. If you haven't yet watched it, it is so brilliant how she said the women behind stage who she was looking at going, their bodies are perfect, were all picking it what they didn't like. And she got up on stage thinking she would feel amazing and realised she didn't. She's like, wow, I have got to what I think is a perfect body and it's made no difference for me. That's really funny. I think a lot of women can relate to all that that you just said, but I think even for myself, uh, I'll be happy when. Yeah, yeah. We, when we I all get do. where I want to go, yep. Yep, I'll, and then I'll... You know, I want to be more visible. I might take more opportunities. I might do this more, do that more. It's a real sort of, um, for me, it 
stops me from doing things yeah. that I should just be comfortable to do. It's well, so yeah. strange. It's just, it, I think it's a very, and I think majority of women feel this in some way, you know, when yeah. I lose th- this weight or when I do this, but it's not even just sometimes it's like when I make this money, I'll be happy. Or when we yeah. get that house, I'll be happy. Or it's just focusing on, on other things besides what's going on essentially, I guess, in your mind, yeah. maybe some form of control. Like there's a whole psychology Probably. behind it. And I think what Taryn's doing with this is I think, you know, they, the more you see something, mm. you more. So for all these years, all we've seen are models with this certain type of body and that body shape might have changed over the years. Yeah. But it's always slim. Yes. It's always been slim. But I think the more that we see these women who have totally different body shapes, body sizes, Mm. we can aspire to – well, not even aspire to be like them, but look at at our own body and go – you know yeah. what, this is my body and I'm happy with it. Well, the thing, what I found interesting for her and which I will talk about it is she said it was like a brain snap for her after that competition. Yeah. She literally woke up the next morning and made pancakes and she said, and I started living my life. And she said, I feel great that I can run to the top of the hill, mm. but I don't need to be a certain number or anything like yeah. that. And I was like, wow, that's incredible that you've been able to do that. And she said, that that's not going to work for everybody. But she goes on, um, you know, and interviews women in the streets, like use one word to say what your body, you feel about your body. And the words are like disgusting, wobbly, not good enough, revolting. And I was nearly crying because I thought, okay, what would be in, in, in all honesty, mm. Um, what would be the one word you would use to describe your body? Fucked. Wow. Isn't that awful? And I think of all the things my body's done, like I've had children and, you know, I even remember things. I think a lot of that stuff starts really early. I was always quite slim. I never had an issue with my um, body. Mm. But even as a little kid, I remember doing things like, and my mum never made us feel shamed around food or, you know, like growing up in a European family, we were always really encouraged to eat. Mm. But with things like chocolate and stuff, she would do her shopping for the week and she would say, okay, these are like the treats you've got for the week. I'm not buying more. Yeah. But I remember I used to go in there and I used to steal those, you know, those little fun size chocolates that yeah. you put. I used to take like five or six, hide them, take them into my room. And I had this, do you remember Alf? Yeah. Right. The TV show I character. I had slippers. Amazing. Yeah. And he used to, did he eat the cat? Did he always try oh, and eat the cat? He always wanted to eat yeah. the cat, but I don't think he ever did. The alien. But um, I had this elf doll in my room and it had a nappy on it. I used to put a nappy on it. And I used to like sort of sit there and binge eat that chocolate and then put the wrappers inside there. And I remember once mum was cleaning my room <laughs> and she opened the nappy and like a thousand <laughs> chocolate wrappers. But the shame I felt, yeah. I was so ashamed of myself. You must have been very young if you had a nappy on a doll. Like how old were uh, you talking? Maybe we're talking eight or nine. Right. I think. Um, but even way back then I see it. The thing is I always overate, but I didn't really put on a lot of weight. Now that I'm older, everything's slowed down. I'm still taking, like I'm still doing those old habits, but it's not falling away like it used to. So I'm very, I mean, this has been for a few years now, but I'm very uncomfortable in my body. And I feel like we even talked before about sometimes I'm even funny eating in public Mm. because I feel like people are looking at me thinking, oh, well, I mean, what do you expect if you're going to eat like that? Yeah. Or whatever. It's awful. It's really awful. It is so, and because no matter how much any of us sit here and go, wow, because as you talk in my head, I'm like, 
that's so crazy, but I have my own things too. Where yeah. you would look at me and go, oh, my God, you're tiny. 100%. It's got, and, and Mel, you showed us a photo of you on your wedding day where mm. you were tiny and you said, I remember even then not feeling ace. Even at my lowest, yeah. I always remember thinking, mm, yeah, I need to get rid of a bit more there. I was, I've never, I've never, ever been happy or comfortable in my body ever. God, it is such a waste of time, though, isn't it? It is such a waste of time. And it's your worst nightmare that your kids will feel that way. Yeah, because I look back and think of the literally the amount of time that I spent. I had an eating disorder for about six years mm-hmm. where I would um, binge eat. Yeah. And what what kicked it off, because I think, oh, when did it really start? And Stacey... Um, who we do show and tell is moved to America yep. and she was doing a lacrosse scholarship over there. Yep. I remember I used to like, I used to run and I used to feel mm. good being fit, but I didn't really, really consume myself with my body or fat or anything like that. But I remember yep. I got shin splints and I couldn't uh, run yep. and I put on weight. Yep. And so then I started to diet. And so when I went over to visit Stacey in America for like three months and the food over there was very different than here, obviously the size yeah. is very different and Stacey was an athlete so she'd eat and I'd eat and I just got quite big for my own body yep. and that's when the dieting started and that's when it all went downhill. And I was in a head fuck for six years. I yep. would have purged if I could have, like I would have been a bit, um, what's it called, bulimic. Yeah. Bulimic. I would have had that, but I physically couldn't vomit. So I'd stick my hands down my throat and couldn't get anything up. Well, I couldn't ever vomit either, but I would take laxatives. Ah, uh, yeah, I went through a stage of doing that too. And I'd be like, I would yeah. set out a day on the weekend and I'd be like, okay, I can eat like an animal on, say, Friday night. Mm. I'll take the laxative on Friday, like, late. Mm. And then I knew I could spend all day shitting on Saturday. And I'd be <laughs> like, all right. Oh, wow. It's all that. It's, it's really, it's awful because it robs you of just so much joy. Yeah, it's consuming over nothing. You just can't be happy. No, I know. And it's fucked. Then, so then I remember, like I remember, and, and Sam, my partner now, it was, the, I reckon it started when I was about 19 and went to when I was about 24 or so. Yeah. Where, yeah, so this binge eating would happen. And I remember Sam would be like, I'm going to go home tonight. And I'd be like, Great. And I couldn't wait for him to leave because yeah. I would then go down to the milk bar. And I remember thinking, my milk bar lady must think I'm having the biggest party tonight. Yeah. Because I would buy everything and anything. Yeah. And then I would lay in my bed, but I would only ever binge at night. So then I would eat and yeah. then I could go to sleep. And I didn't have to sit in the horrendous How's feeling. How's the shame after? It, and then I, I would just be completely strict for the next however many days, and then I'd do it all again. Mm-hmm. And I rem- vividly remember stopping after I'd visit my, visited my grandparents um, and driving home and I pulled in and to a 7-Eleven and bought all this food and drove home and I called Sam on the way and I said, on the way home, and I said, I need help. I'm yep. not, I can't do this anymore. I binge eat. I need help. And then I looked up... Um, it's called ripe. So if anyone out there has binge eating or bulimia problems, they don't do anorexics. Yeah. They, they don't deal with anorexia, but they do do with – because binge eating is also not hugely considered as a main eating disorder, but it is. Yeah, I think it is too. It's like bulimia without the purging. Yeah. So it's almost fucked. you just got to sit in the rottenness of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then I went and I got – I did group therapy. Really? I did group therapy, yeah, and I found a, a lady there, Fiona Sutherland, who is a dietitian, and I call her my angel because she saved my life—not saved my life, but she changed my life. Yep. 
and kind of gave me freedom. And then I moved away to Albury to do um, my first breakfast radio gig. And that yeah. in that, I remember in that time, that's when it changed. I kind of had time to myself and I didn't, but I'm, I still have to be very conscious of the food I eat. Like I don't have total yeah. freedom now. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, there's foods that I know that are kind of danger to me. I know there's moods that it's kind of dangerous to me, but I know yeah. them and I know, yeah, I did a lot of work to get through it. It was like a, a quite a few month program, but I tell you what, I didn't want to do the group program and I did it and it was the best thing I could have done. And the, the ages of the women in there were, was unbelievable. I know. And you even look at older women and think still, yeah, you're still, you're in your seventies or your eighties and you're still funny about what you yeah. eat because you're like, fuck, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like you're just gonna get towards the end of your life and think I've spent so much time, yeah, and energy not enjoying my life. Well, because you look back on old photos now. Just what I'm talking about, Fiona. Ripe stands for recovery is possible for everyone. So if you want to look her up or you know anyone that is struggling with eating disorders, definitely look her up. Reach out to her. Her programs are just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? What were you saying um, about getting older? And, you know, like, oh, yeah, because you look back on photos of when you were younger and you're like, oh my God, I look so good. And I remember I felt so terrible that day. I know. Yeah. I know. It's just something, and you and I especially, I think that we have it in us, like Stace, who we work with, has always been like, my body is strong. It lets me do this. It lets me walk. It lets me have babies. And we do need to, you know, it's it's very hard to live in that every day, but it's such a waste of our time. It doesn't help saying it's a waste of our time either. It doesn't take that feeling away. Yeah. She's actually, Stacey's mindset around that is actually the pinnacle of where you'd want to be. Yeah. It's you know. just not, and and we see her weight fluctuate sometimes, yeah. you know, and never would she point that out. Never no. would she go, oh yeah, I'm like really quite tiny at the moment or I'm bigger and at the moment. It doesn't bother her. No. And isn't it funny how sometimes I only know from myself times where I had dropped a lot of weight or whatever as soon as someone says to me, I remember I got very, very thin at one point, still unhappy, but I remember people were saying to me, you've got to stop losing weight. You've gone too far. Mm. I used to thrive off that. Mm. Anyone who ever said, oh my God, you're getting too thin. I would get like such an endorphin hit or dopamine hit or whatever. I was like, Yes, like I'm getting there. It's yeah, it is. It's a, it's a it's a it is a mental disorder. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, which just needs constant work. And if you've got it in you, it is something you have to manage yeah. all the time. Just to add to all the others. Oh my god, I don't want to be lonely. <laughs> I need a friend. How funny! I feel like we've got so much other stuff here to talk about, but I feel like that we shouldn't. Like I feel like going on to something else after such a heavy conversation doesn't feel right today. Maybe it's good to do just have different ones every yeah, now and then. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, f- feel free to email us um, to please follow us on our socials, Show and Tell Online, and also our um, website, showandtellonline.com.au. Yep. Comment on our um, podcast. We would love to hear from you. And um, and keep your eye out for um, Monty's interview with Yeah, Tarin. with Taryn. So... Yeah. So anyway, after she did the bodybuilding, she kind of was like, this is messed up and went in and did did um, a crowdfunding and did an incredible documentary. So I'm going to speak to her about all of that, which will be brilliant. Um, and hopefully you'll get something out of it. Definitely watch that. I know it's a couple of years old, but the um, doco is brilliant. Yeah. I just rented it off YouTube. 
I didn't realize you rent things off YouTube I sometimes. I didn't know you could either. I know. I know. It was like four dollars on YouTube. I think you can get it through iTunes can as you? well. Yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure you can. Weird. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, okay. Bye for now. Bye.